0: Hello and welcome to Gabagool. And the only way I can get hard is by talking about the Sopranos. <laughs> that doesn't even work for me anymore. <laughs> I'm Evan L, You're Adam Knox.
1: Uh huh. I'm looking for a podcast that, like, I can put my emotions onto. Mm. I, I, I've got a lot of podcasts in my life. And they Mm -hmm. all give me different problems. (laughs) I don't want to find a neutral podcast who listens to me for a change. Right, right, right. Someone that you pay to do that. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And if I'm used to paying women and getting sex in return, Mm -hmm. maybe I would find this relationship really confusing (laughs) to the point where I'd fuck
0: it up. Uh, but yes, this week we're talking about episode six of season one, Pax Soprano, where um yeah this relationship with Tony and and Dr Melfi comes to a head quite a lot faster than I remembered. I honestly thought this was something that like like a Ross and Rachel was a will they <laughs> won't they <laughs> for most of the the show, but
1: um yeah when Tony Soprano shows up to Melfi's office in the rain. And then you think they're fighting, but then he comes back and he, when he, when he, when, when, when he puts his dick in and he's like, pivot! <laughs> I, I was trying to think of some way to say puts his dick in in a mm. way less disgusting
0: way than I chose to do it. I think that you did it okay, but you shouldn't have backed over it. We should have kept moving as fast as possible away from that sentence.
1: Pivot! <laughs>
0: Pretty funny to have sex with someone and yell that Uh, Yeah, this is I
1: watched a YouTube video about Rome the other day Okay Which is the most education I've given myself in a long time And Pax Romanus was what they called the period of time When I think Augustus, who gets mentioned in this episode Was the emperor because it was peace in Rome Right It was a peaceful time That's why it's Pax Soprano Soprano Mm.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I uh, just stupidly didn't, yeah, didn't know what that meant. Didn't look into it. And my just like dumb instinct reaction was like, "Oh, is that you know like um the agreement of the family, or you know, is it some sort of you know?" You'd be way off, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Although an agreement within the family can lead to peace.
1: Well, yeah. So that part, it's a real. Uh... Uh, Progression episode Stuff moves along here Like we open up with um, Tony Seeing that Sleazy detective guy again
0: Yeah which I don't know If we covered this on the show Or if someone sent it to us But uh, This actor Who I think you had said Was like very familiar um, Mm -hmm. And we couldn't place him He's the dad in Home Alone Oh He is too Yeah How about that He He bought his
1: son A fucking tarantula (laughs) This guy is (laughs) a sleaze Yeah
0: yeah, um, he was in the Pelican Brief, which I think you watched within the past year as well. Is that right? Yeah. Short yeah. movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> Pelicans are the soul of wit. Um, he was in big... He's been in a bunch of stuff, beaches. Um, I wouldn't have been able to place him from Home Alone um, just by, by looks, but uh, yeah, he's still digging around on Dr. Melfi for, uh, for Tony.
1: Yeah, because uh, I guess he hadn't met up with him again after the boyfriend beating up, because this is when he brings that up. Yeah. he te- But, like, it's just he's still following her. Tony's still checking up. And he's like, hey, you shouldn't have beaten her up. And he's like, what? I, that's what you normally w- would be happy with me to do. Right. And Tony doesn't really go, yeah, well, not this time. Mm, he goes, this is just my therapist. You shouldn't have done that. Right. Well, yeah. I guess he can't tell him that it's his therapist, but also... No. He went when he says, You know, I beat up the boyfriend because I thought you'd want me to. He's like, Oh, ah, well, is she still seeing him? What's yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, definitely. I mean, it happens more, uh, more vividly later in the episode, but mm. he is visibly developing a control seeking sexual attraction to melfi it appears
0: right right yeah yep i certainly think the last time we covered this sort of stuff it was very much about him um just completely overtly exerting control over her and and her presence in his life due Mm. to like paranoia and and stuff that you know relates to being in the mob um it becomes more muddled i would say this episode i don't know if i necessarily agree it's a a totally control-based emotional, sexual thing, but it's yeah. um, it's something. Well, I think, because
1: I kind of see it as like he's been, he uses his professional way of exerting control, you know, the way he does it in his profession, which is through threats and through, you know, uh, illegal stuff. Yep. And he's progressed the relationship in his head legitimately to like a personal one, I guess. Mm. Uh, but for reasons that Melfi, like, explains to him later. But also when he becomes personally attached to a woman specifically, Mm. he does try to, it seems to me, exert control over them or exert power over them by making it a sexual relationship.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. That's interesting. That's what
1: it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's, Yes. You can't...
0: it's like he purposefully crosses a boundary to, um, and forces that person into yeah. that new sphere of the relationship. I also think like he does. He he creates leverage outside yeah. of it, um, with his professional connections and yeah, what he does for a living as well. It's definitely then he can't be a, threatened up. by <laughs> them, you know, because he's like he's threatened by Murphy right. being right. able
1: to to perceive him, and so if he. You know, does what the way that he does it, I would consider to be degrading. So if he degrades someone, then they can't be as much of a threat because he's brought them down a peg. Mm. I went, I did a semester and a half of college, <laughs> so I know a little thing or two about psychology. Okay, all right, not Interesting. really. I, I watched an episode of Cheers where Diane psychoanalyzes <laughs> Sam, and it reminded me of this. <laughs> you watched Cheers,
0: you watched a YouTube video about Rome. You're the the absolute perfect Sopranos viewer. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I paid half attention to both while I was getting fucking corn chips all over my chest. <laughs> I'm exactly who they want me to be. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's at Melfi's office. He's brought her coffee, uh, which is a new thing that he's doing here, mm-hmm. and he is telling her about how um, Carmela is now mad. At him because Melfi is a woman Yes And she starts questioning like Okay so why am I a woman You know yeah, Why are yeah. any of us who we are yeah, What yeah, is yeah. gender How is, has society created it Let's look <laughs> into it <laughs> No, Very but Then she goes for
0: 97. <laughs> then she pivots wildly Pivots wildly yeah. to uh, Connecting the dots that they're all Italian Like she is an Italian woman And what that represents to Tony is his wife And his mum Exactly, who were the biggest pressure points in his life. Yes. Because he had
1: the opportunity to... There were two other like Jewish male doctors that he could yeah. have seen, and he was like, nah, I want an Italian woman.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Forza Italia. Congratulations. Which, on the <laughs> well done on the Euros, yeah. <laughs> what? Which was now a week and a half ago. Hey, <laughs> um, I doubt the celebrations have stopped. But you can, I think you can, um, as with everything that he does, you can justify it on a surface level of like, sure, culturally, um, just familiar, like, you know, on a personal level, he might have felt more comfortable talking to a, an Italian woman. Right. You know, and that's, that's fair. But as with most decisions we make, there is, ac- in actuality, something else going on. And sometimes it's not, you know, a repressed bad thing that needs to be, you know, therapied out of you. Sometimes it's just, you know. Some other thing (laughs) But if you're Tony Soprano It's going to probably be Some weird motivation Yeah And so then he uh, He gets it What she's saying And he's like
1: Ah look maybe I don't know Like he's He's definitely not as uh, Sensitive to being Seen Yeah Anymore He is getting used to doing therapy uh, And he is starting to sort of Challenge Melfi a little bit Because he's like Okay let me ask you a question Most people, legit people, when I... And he knows she's legit because he's been following her around. (laughs) Yep. Most legit people don't want to interact with me at all
0: if they can avoid it, and you didn't blink. Yeah. So what's that about? And she doesn't answer. It's just sort of left floating in the air, which I also want to know the answer to. Like, we know why she's continuing to see him because he's Mm. a fascinating patient and they are making progress. But, yeah, taking that initial... You know, call of like, ah, oh, this is a mobster. I guess I'm gonna th- have him as a patient,
1: right? And I remember us saying at the time when she first started taking him on that she was like, "I know what you do, and it's cool with me," right? Basically, yeah. yeah. So she was into it, right? Whether or not that's in a like, hey, this will be interesting way, or in a hey, this will be exciting way, or mm. whatever, mm-hmm. we don't know yet. Yep. Uh, but we do know. That illegal poker games are something that you got to pay the right people to hold, and that is yeah. made very clear by uh, Mikey coming along to some poker game and beating the shit out of the guy running it because he's not paying Junior.
0: Totally, it's uh, it's on the turf of a guy named Jimmy. Jimmy is one of the capos um, who meets with Tony later and has met with him before. Um, is Jimmy the big cigar guy?
1: Or is he I one don't of the think ones? he's the big. I don't know guy. which one's which.
0: Honestly, I think Jimmy is the least notable of them all. He's not right. the guy who sort of gives Tony a bit of shit this episode. He's not the guy with the grey hair and the glasses. He's basically the guy that yeah is is um we've the probably overlooked the other the entire time. Yeah, the other one. There's always um, an
1: other one in every group.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the guy, the guy hosting, hosting the, <laughs> running the illegal poker game is like, mm. Hey, you know, like Jimmy's always let us do this. We've never had to pay anyone. And Mikey's like, well, now you have to fucking pay junior.
1: Yeah. The rules have changed. The boss has changed. Yeah. The, there's a new kid on the block. Yep. And he's, he's trying to show you that he's badass. He's,
0: there's a new kid on the block
1: and he's really fucking old. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because, yeah, this episode is a lot about Junior trying to kind of assert himself and and show, hey, there's a new guy. I'm going to make things different around here. Mm-hmm. And he does it in a number of ways. There's uh, him getting a, a new suit fitted with uh, you know this Taylor guy who you assume there's a long-lasting relationship between the two because they're talking like old friends. He's like, how's, mm-hmm. your, how's your boy? What's his name? And the Taylor tells him this story about how his grandchild – killed himself because he was, uh, I guess, addicted to drugs or into drugs in some way. 14 years yeah, old, yeah, jumped off a bridge. The same bridge that they tried to throw, they were nearly going to throw a guy off in the first episode.
0: Yeah, the, the accountant guy. They took him out there and they right. were going to chuck him off. Yeah, yep. uh,
1: yeah. And so he tells him about how, yeah, these, this guy was selling him drugs and my grandchild killed himself as a result of that the story is left pretty vague yeah but- it's
0: because it's like i, I don't know it, We're well this is 1999 we're well past the the era of thinking like smoking marijuana makes you jump off buildings and you know but i guess mm. we're, we're assuming this 14 year old isn't doing fucking lsd or something or, or crack like i think yeah. they say it's like mdma or like they say you know whatever the equivalent they, they
1: they say that they these kids shouldn't, they say one of these designer drugs. Right. And Junior's talk about how these kids shouldn't be anywhere near that shit. Like he's, uh, in, similar to like Goodfellas where the mm. old mafia guys are like, these new drugs are fucked up and we don't want any part of them. And yep. also the cops are really looking closely at them. So that's partly why it's not all moral, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a moral thing too. Yes. But so Junior is uh, real mad at this guy, he calls him a motherless fuck. Yep. Yep. And then after he says, motherless fuck, we smash cut to Livia. (laughs) Yes. Which I think isn't a coincidence. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Junior and uh, Livia are are, are talking, hanging out at the uh, Livia's retirement community.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um Yeah. yeah, they're having a little powwow, and a guy comes up and is like, "Hey, Olivia, how you doing? Oh, this you're moving in?" And Junior, very much, is like, uh, "Hey, c- come on, keep it moving, keep it moving, yeah. pal.
1: <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Buster." <laughs> but uh, they're having their, you know, very uh, open chats about how uh, Junior is the boss and Olivia has his ear. Yeah, it, it is shown to you in this episode that Olivia definitely has Junior's ear.
0: she seems to be the most powerful person in this crime syndicate she like essentially if not directly tells Tony what to do but she certainly manipulates him and if anything has him doing stuff in response to her she tells Junior exactly what to do like she is absolutely his his counsel his right hand woman as she probably was with Johnny it's implied I guess yes
1: But she's a lot more upfront with Junior than she is with Tony. Yeah, absolutely. As we we see later on. Because she basically tells Junior, hey, guess what? Tax Hesh. Yeah. She says she doesn't have a problem with him, but, like, Tony really likes him. So to fuck Tony, tax Hesh, basically. Yeah. And Junior's like all right, you're telling me to text Hesh. She's like, oh, heavens, (laughs) I don't know what you could possibly be talking about.
0: What have I been saying? Where am I? I don't remember. I'm Mm -hmm. just an old lady. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) She's really leaning into that, this episode. So much. Fucking busybody. Um, It is interesting that um, they say that Hesh was a good friend of Johnny's. Yeah. uh, And and apparently Livia had no issue with that. But as soon as it you know, the relationship switches to being with Tony, she, yeah, yeah she has to, for some reason, take action. She, it seems like she's just always resented Tony and wants to fuck with him. It's difficult to tell. I mean, it's it's almost like,
1: because she says Tony thinks that every word that comes out of Hesha's mouth is pure gold. Like, he mm. really respects him. And maybe she's, like, even envious of that respect or something. Right, There's yeah. Some, but... Or she just knows that he is someone that Tony respects, and if, if Junior's going to put Tony in his place, he needs to put the people around Tony in his pl- in their place. Right?
0: Yep. Yep. That also tracks.
1: She, because of the way that she is, doesn't make it clear why she thinks the things she thinks, mm. but she clearly thinks
0: them strongly. Maybe because I was thinking before, like I certainly think that she views Junior as a peer. And yeah. she, of of course, obviously, just by the nature of their relationship, she will never view Tony as a peer. And maybe, yeah, maybe there is an issue that's come out of Tony being a powerful boss and not mm. coming her, coming to her for advice, not treating her as a peer. Like, maybe she feels a bit slighted, you know, like he does treat her like a mum all the time. Yeah.
1: And I think partly she wants to sort of get him back for that present day. But it also seems like just the way that she knows how to interact with him is by being a bad mother, which Mm. is punish, 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 punish. Yeah. You know, like until he is molded into the shape that she wants.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's
1: also true. Speaking of being able to mold things into a shape, you can do that with a flaccid penis, which is what (laughs) Tony has. Uh, uh, I mean, you
0: can't mold it into that many shapes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Clearly you have never been to Puppetry of the Penis Because you can do it for 90 plus minutes <laughs> Yeah,
0: okay No, I haven't That's a good
1: point <laughs> you, There's. Turns out they're malleable If they're long enough Right, right, Which right right. I reckon Tony's would be big <laughs> But what episode is it? Six? Yeah. Let's figure out Tony Soprano's penis size
0: I think it's very average you All reckon? his insecurities come from other things Sure. I think that's just straight down the line. But I, he's certainly getting insecure about it this episode because, well, actually, I don't know if we find out why he is um, experiencing erectile dysfunction this episode.
1: There, There's a bunch of, you know, theories thrown at him later. But right now, this, uh, I forget her name, but this like European girlfriend that he's got. She says that Tony's cannoli won't stand up, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, then they get into a fight about it because he's, uh, you know, being sensitive about it, or you know, he want he's like, ah, oh, maybe we could just talk, and she's like, I don't really want to talk. That's not what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So he starts throwing money at her. She gets offended. She throws a candle at him. He gets mm-hmm. lit on fire. She mm-hmm. he attacks her. He says. You wish I was a dildo and she's like, Yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But also hey dildos what don't fucking talk That's back, do they? <laughs> yeah. We do maybe some of them. You oh, get sure. those ones sure. like um with a little with a little push button on the back. There's a snake in my boot <laughs> <laughs> But so they, they have a fight and uh you know, it's it's shitty and it's b- because Tony is insecure and freaked out by this thing. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, Chris is at the deli as well. He pulls some meat off of a cutting thing, which is—it made me my toes curl. It was ri- <laughs> don't put your hands near meat cutting blades.
0: Yeah, well, they're violent guys. They're used to having blades around. Yeah,
1: but there's a difference. <laughs> like holding a little switch
0: knife is West Side Story. That's fine. Hey, we just went from one scene about handling meat to another scene about handling meat. Do you you think see think that's they meant why that? you come to this podcast. <laughs> that's why people show up. That's that's it. Those kind of connections. No other diseased minds can make the connections like we do.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, Chris tells Tony that they're at the deli that uh, Hesh is outside. He wants to talk, and Hesh is like, "Let's go for a walk around the block." And Tony's like, "Holy shit, mm, this is a big deal, Papa." All right. And so Hash tells Tony about how hey, Junior's come to me. He wants to tax me. And he's like, well, I don't want to ruffle any feathers too much. I get that he's a new guy. He wants mm. to. He, he if he wants to tax me, he wants to tax me.
0: And also, he just doesn't have a problem with it in general. It's like, yeah, right. the, the boss is allowed to tax people. You know, in the in this region, that's part of what operating in this life. You know, in this in this world is is like. But it's a lot of fucking money he's asking for.
1: Right. Exactly. He thinks it's like I guess an insulting amount of money. Mm. And. Uh, So Hesh is, uh, same as if the government brought in a big tax, he'd be like, well, I get the government taxes this, but I'm going to move to Canada. This is too much. Mm -hmm. And he talks about like, hey, maybe I'll just get out of here. You know, I got money. I got a horse farm. I stole a bunch of riding credits off of some musicians back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, you know, he's obviously saying that as a, come on, Tony, do something about this. Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, "All right, leave it with me. I'll, I'll, I'll figure something out behind Junior's back."
0: Basically, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I just let me think it through. Don't do anything now. I'll come up with a solution. Which you know, at this point, we we kind of trust that Tony will. Like, we know he's a really smart guy. Hmm. Yeah. So, what is a Shylock?
1: What's shy? He wants two percent on the shy. He wants five hundred thousand dollars back taxes, basically. And two percent on whatever Hesh's business is.
0: Well, Let's so like in. back in what I I know this from reading Shakespeare. So this is how educated I am. All right. Well, maybe if you'd watch a YouTube <laughs> video about
1: Shakespeare, I'd have believed it.
0: Do your own research. It's not real. Uh, Shylock was a character character from Merchant of Venice who was like a loan shark essentially, or an inve- like a a bank. I see. Before banks existed, really. Um, the essentially, yeah, Jewish um, business people would lend money uh, with interest. You know, um, they wouldn't just give money and then get it back. There was the sort of practice of lending money out with interest. Right. Okay. Accrued. So it's it's predatory loan stuff. In in it, so, it sounds like if this if Hash is doing business with the mob, he's probably a loan shark. I would assume that.
1: He's yeah. probably got a little a little rabbit character who comes on the TV and tells you to get alone with him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, cool. Well, that's that's what his business is. And, and yeah, Junior wants attention too much. Tony's going to look into it. But in the meantime, Tony's got to look into the back of his eyelids while he has mm. a big sleep mm-hmm. and another big dream.
0: Yeah, yes. This cunt loves a dream. <laughs> He's, it's really helpful for people watching the show to get an insight into, you know, how he's feeling and what is what he's repressing. Right. It's it's very it's very descriptive. It's very, yep. you know,
1: telling instead of showing, you could argue. Yeah. But I do like that the dream sequences in this episode are used effectively because there's two So both dream sequences are about him having sex with Melfi or being yep. a, like sex dreams about Melfi. Totally. And the third time, which we'll get to when he's in the office and he, like, fucking just really crazily makes a move on her. Yeah, yep. It doesn't... For It almost seems like it's a third dream for a
0: Totally, man. completely agree. I've seen this episode before and I still thought that as I watched it today. So, right, so yeah.
1: they're used effectively in that way in this so particular f- episode.
0: The first one is when they're in bed together? Yep yeah she's
1: obscured by the covers, and then at the end it's the reveal that it's Melfi, yep, yeah. and then he wakes up and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and uh he yeah, he's a bit freaked out by the dream, but uh him and Carmella, I guess the next night go out and uh they're they're having an anniversary dinner, which- yes. You wouldn't know at the start because he's talking to one of the New York guys at the bar and he's telling him about Hessian Jr.
0: Isn't it done so well? Like, it's li- it reflects exactly, um, well, not exactly, but it reflects her feelings. Like, it, right. it opens, you're like, oh, I guess Tony's gone up to New York to, to talk to that Johnny guy, you know, get some leverage from, from the New York people. And yeah. then, yeah, he, he toddles over to their table where eventually a, a, um 18th anniversary uh, cake and candle thing comes over. Yeah. Like, oh. They're having a shit time. Carmela's sitting there alone. She looks fed
1: up. She doesn't yeah. like the veal, but Tony reckons the veal is fine. Mm. And um, it
0: tastes like ash in her mouth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this meal
1: tastes terrible <laughs> to me because of the way I'm experiencing it. And Tony's like, I don't get it. I'm oblivious to that. <laughs> <laughs> So, I guess yeah, I don't have
0: the context for how you feel.
1: <laughs> I guess I'm not paying attention. Mm. Uh, the, the the New York guy sends over some people yeah to sing happy anniversary. Yep. And Carmela's like, "Do you want to go spend the rest of your marriage with him? Mm. What are you? What are you <laughs> is this fun?" And he's like, "Carmela, come on." <laughs> She's like, "Fuck off, dude. Yeah, this is our anniversary. You're." So distant at the moment. I, so I think this is where she tells him, like, "Well, what's going on? How come you ain't fucking me?"
0: Yeah, is it, I can't remember
1: if it if it is. They they yeah, have a it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Th- so this is more like, "Hey, pay attention to me." And then in the car, they have a conversation that is specifically about like, "I don't think we like what's going on with us in this marriage physically." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why aren't we being intimate? Mm. <laughs> I struggle to talk about this in real life, let alone <laughs> on a podcast.
0: <laughs> I mean, I. 18 years. Yeah. Uh, how, I don't know how intimate you're meant to still be. I guess at least a bit, right? Probably uh, it's a discussion that you would
1: have with your partner ahead of, like, if you're not on the same page with it, it becomes. Sure,
0: a I guess c- it's become apparent that he is pulling away. Yeah, a- and something is is uh, is dissipating between. them. Well, and she she speaks to uh, priest Jack, whatever his name
1: is, Father I Bob, no, uh, Father Phil, Father Phil. That's it, and <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, it kind of explains it more lately that she realizes that, hey, maybe he's getting from this therapy something I wish I could have given him, he gets sex right. from people, and I always kind of look the other way because I'm like, well, I'm raising kids. And she doesn't know what her position in this relationship is at the moment if Tony doesn't need her for anything.
0: Yes. I think, I think that's where maybe I differ slightly on your interpretation of his relationship with Melfi. I think that... Mm. Uh, Sex in this episode symbolizes intimacy. It doesn't mean sex, which I think you're right. He does employ uh, sex as a a measure of control, but I think what this episode is about is him reckoning with um, intimacy. He definitely gets it from Dr. Melfi. Like, it's not... It's filtered through a professional relationship, but being vulnerable and being open and receiving... Uh, support and advice is definitely what he's getting from Melfi, and definitely is what Carmella is insecure about herself. Yep, I think that that,
1: that is true. Uh, I also I agree with that. I think there is just, I think it's the way that he approaches it with Melfi that mm. makes it feel uh, not just like it's the 90s and that's how, you know, it makes it feel like right. he's deliberately putting himself in the leading position, in the position of power. You know Mm. what I mean? And with the car thing, it's not... Yeah, yeah. It is gifts because it is him feeling intimacy with her, but the way that he then expresses that is... um, What's the word? Aggressive, I guess.
0: Right, okay, yeah. I think... You know what, I I think that's just the way he is, though.
1: I don't think he's doing it to be, like, shitty to her or, like, to go, I'm going to get her. I think he's doing it because that's how he is.
0: I was going to say, yeah, I think I don't think this is a conscious... It's a, not a conscious act for him to be doing it in an aggressive way. Um, he genuinely feels what he's saying to her. But, yeah. Um, yeah, you're probably right. It comes across, or it is delivered that way because of who he is as a person in general. Exactly. Like, yeah. his pro- his problems aren't with Melfi specifically.
1: His problems are with women.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It appears to me. Um, so he, yeah, he's talking to Melfi in this second session that it goes to about how I might ditch the Prozac because I think it's making my wiener useless. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, wiener. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's just the word that came out. Um it just fell out of my mouth and she's like i bet it did and then they have a bit of a laugh about it it's like a carry-on film a nurse comes in (laughs) but uh they're talking about the side effects she's like okay erectile dysfunction can happen it's maybe from the prozac but i don't think it's that because yeah you you are able to get erections at all so maybe it's not a physiological thing maybe it is in some way psychological at the moment and uh I think she brings up the, the mother again, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a moment where she asks if he's had a prostate exam. And he's oh, like, yeah. I don't even let anybody wave a finger in my face. And she has a big old laugh about that. Yeah, a big cackle. So she is also removing these professional boundaries too. She takes the phone call about her car mm. at some point, which she says, I wouldn't normally do it. It's not professional she laughs and she says I'm sorry that's not professional so you know I I don't don't know whether this is something that happens when you go further into therapy because I've not been because men would start a soprano's podcast <laughs> instead of going to therapy <laughs> good job twitter
0: i but- um i went to a doctor the other week for like to get my mental health plan and they like, <laughs> I was about to say, and they laughed at me. But, I mean, like, we had... Like, it's not even a doctor I'd seen before, but, you know, that I think that's the point I wanted to make is, like, if you take away the framework of this being a guy who's in the mob, it is very normal to have a casual conversation with a health professional. That's yes. not crazy. I think that, yeah, I think what you were about to sort of get to was, like, um, is the show... Uh, trying to position this relationship as one that Melfi is encouraging as well? Or is the show just showing like, yeah, this is how normal people would act in a, in a therapy session and Tony is the one who's reading into it incorrectly?
1: Yes, I think yeah. it's the, the latter. Where yes. Melfi is acting pretty normally as she does with everything in her life, apparently. Right. And Tony pushes it further. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's get back to that Garbogool. Uh Carmela's pushing the uh, buy all button on a furniture website or I guess a furniture catalog yes. in the 90s. Yes. She's bought a ton of furniture uh, and they're unloading it on the on the lawn in front of their house and Tony's saying, "Yes, you're buying furniture like a drunken sailor." <laughs> Which is is, are they known for doing that? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they spend a lot of money, but uh, uh, let, uh, I'll take the armoire. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> what shall we do with this new credenza? What? Sh- <laughs> so, but she's, you know, she's trying to fill her life as well with some other bullshit. Yeah,
0: and also I think exert some control, right? Spending that money is yeah. her way of being like, hey, I'm here. I'm doing stuff. I'm- Melfi Alfie later says, like, you noticed her, though, right? Yeah.
1: So maybe she didn't want the fucking couch. Maybe she wanted a hello. Yeah. Which would be a lot cheaper. Uh, and then, yeah, we, so now we go to the meeting with Junior and Tony and the New York guy, what is his name, Johnny? Johnny. Johnny Sack. Johnny Sack yeah. and uh, Hesh Balls. <laughs> and they're pretending as though... Pesh has gone to Johnny about this and that Tony didn't know about it as they all kind of planned because they didn't want them to think that Tony thinks he's really in charge, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they have this discussion with Junior. A little tense but kind of fine. Just seems like a business meeting.
0: Yeah, I think that you get the feeling throughout that, like, their acting is great because, as in, like, you know, in-show acting because Junior buys it and he's like, yeah, I'm the big dog and uh, I'll listen to your... uh, your little uh, requests and, you know, if I feel like it, maybe I will, uh, you know, give you a break. Because I think, I don't know if we touched on it in that previous scene, but Johnny Sack very much is, you know, um, said to Tony like, Oh, so you're running things. I yeah. get it. Junior's not really in charge. He's a patsy. You're running things. I understand. That's right. And he says it as though, that's what I'd heard, but I wasn't sure. Right. Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, Hesh, like... Us, they, they go, hey, can we be more reasonable here? Uh, Junior brings the tax down a bit or the the back tax amount down a bit. And then Junior's like, I mean, uh, Hesh is like, make it even less.
0: Yeah. And Junior yeah.
1: looks a bit pissed off by that, but they settle on it and it's fine. So the plan worked without a hitch, it seems like. Yeah.
0: Yep, totally. I think, yeah, um, like I said, Junior was too caught up in being feeling like the boss You know, and again, like he's not going to start to quibble, it feels like. You know, he doesn't want to haggle on it. He's like, okay, that was 500 or $50,000 less than I said, but okay, I'm yeah, all right. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then he later on with that money, he distributes it amongst the, the capos. Yeah, so he is trying to sort of go. Hey, look! I get what I want, but I can be fair
0: because we later. Tony has a conversation with him later. We'll, we'll yeah, 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 yeah. I think at this stage he still is just like I get what I want.
1: He's being the boss guy, and he, but he's like, okay, you can have. I'll throw you a bone.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Tony has a second sex dream. Uh, wakes Carmella up, and she's like, "Hey, ah, you want sex?" <laughs> he's like, "No, <laughs> yeah. go, go back to sleep." <laughs> <laughs> uh, then he. Asks So he's back with the other girlfriend now Mm. And asking her if she can dress up like a psychiatrist Without saying dress up like a psychiatrist (sighs) Tell me you want me to dress up like a psychiatrist Without (laughs) telling me you want me to dress up like And she's like, you want me to dress like a man? What's going on here? She doesn't get it at all No, She's really like (laughs) They are (laughs) just They do not understand each other at all
0: no, there's still clearly a huge language barrier. It's, it's not, not just even language
1: I reckon, it's just a, they're just
0: very different people who don't give a shit about each other clearly. Yeah, yes, that's true. That's probably true. They've never had a, a conversation with uh, you know any level of subtext. They've never yeah. been uh, you know honest with each other. They're um it's a very superficial relationship. Right. But Tony is now telling uh,
1: Melfi about this relationship with the girlfriend, pretending that it was Carmela who threw a candle at him.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't gonna... want to
1: talk about how he has as which
0: I don't think Melfi would blink at that, but whatever. It's not. It's clear that he's putting up. It's weird that he's putting up barriers. Actually, cause it's like, well, you not you're not going to make genuine progress with your therapist if you lie to them about one of these you know, core relationships, like attributing something to a, to your marriage that is actually your mistress is uh, stupid. But I think it kind of speaks as well to
1: the fact that he's not there for the purpose of therapy at this point. He's there to to like hang out with this woman that he's into. Mm. And he, you know what I mean? Like he's, Mm. he isn't doing it properly because I don't think he's interested in, the therapy at this point.
0: Yeah, probably. He got the as Prozac much. and it seemed to help the panic attacks and he's like, okay, well, that's what, what I needed. But yeah. yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, he's still coming here because he enjoys being in the same room as Dr. Melfi. And this is when he lays it out there that that's the case because
1: he's telling her like, I was trying to convince Carmella mm. to uh, you know dress up in a business suit. You know, like your one. (laughs) Yeah, and then he starts telling her how he finds her attractive, and then he gets up and crosses the room and kisses her, and she pushes him away Mm. with like a with a "Hey, you dumb child!" smile on her face. Yes, like not condescending, just like you're being stupid. This is
0: ridiculous. Which I don't talk about it. Does she? Does she bring it up? She doesn't bring it up in this episode or in any previous one, but I feel like I've just heard that it's common for, like, patients to develop feelings for their therapists because yeah. of exactly what happens in, in this episode and has happened so far. You develop- The stresses of your mob boss life get <laughs> yes. to you. Yes, yes, exactly. And you need someone to talk to about your gumar and your mistress and your wife and, you know, all your fucking... Um, no, I guess you just develop a... a a false feeling of intimacy um, yeah. with someone who's actually, you know, doing their job and trying to treat your mental health. Exactly. Most of the time, the only people you're allowed to be vulnerable in that way with are people you're in
1: a relationship with. Allowed to by broader rules of society. I mean, not allowed to by the way I see things, which yes. is that you should never open up to <laughs> anybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, 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 as an addendum, as well, uh, for men, right? Right. I think it's extremely common that women open up to their friends. But yeah, absolutely. With men in 1999 and in 2021, it's... um, Yeah, I would say, yeah, you basically only open up to your partner or your therapist. Especially if you're
1: in the fucking mafia. Yeah. Um, So she's like, hey, look, our time's over, but I think it's very important we talk about this. Can you come back later? And she's like, okay, well, next week then, but... Keep an ice pack on it, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, they, we, they, this ain't going nowhere. Yep. Uh, not as in I'm not going anywhere <laughs> because I want to stay here in this moment, mm. as in this won't progress, just mm. to be clear.
0: Yeah. And we'll bottle it and we'll talk about it next week and we'll analyse it and I'll tell you why you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah. They're both wearing the same colours
1: in this scene. Mm. I wonder if that's something. Mm. They're both wearing beigey greys. Yeah. Beige grey, my favourite Beige grey song is that uh,
0: <laughs> I try to say goodbye and I choke um, They could be both wearing beige grey because it's 1999 That's also possible <laughs> uh, Melfi is wearing beige
1: grey but in a more comfortable relaxed setting at home later on When yes. she hears <laughs> p- fucking just the clumsiest <laughs> idiot <laughs> Russicking around outside yeah. Knocking over pots and pans that yep. he's stacked up next to the car Yeah <laughs> It's so crazy the amount that, like, there's a bang. He's like, fuck, shit, shit,
0: fuck. (laughs) the camera pans over, you see a guy with a a terracotta pot on his head, saucepans on his feet. He's just, yeah, stumbling around. Just fucking
1: rattling chains together. (laughs) And then she sees a car drive off and she's like, what the fuck was that? Hmm. Uh, the car is back in either the same mechanics or, or no, different mechanics, I guess, because she said she wanted a second opinion. And the guy's yeah. like, Look, I'd love to rip you off, but this is a brand new starter. I'm not going to pretend that it's not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all it's missing is the price tag hanging from it. It's that damn new.
1: Yeah. And, and so, uh, so that freaks her out.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I think that scene where there's someone stumbling around outside, I thought it was that. Uh, you know, the private or the, the lieutenant guy fucking around. Yeah. I was like, I oh. thought he was
1: trying to, trying to look through a trash or something.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, it was the car was stolen and repaired. <laughs>
1: yeah. I don't know if they stole it or just repaired it in the driveway. Yeah, says right. But she it was stolen later. But y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that is stolen is the next scene by the acting of a waterfall a <laughs> uh, beautiful setting to throw someone off a bridge here. Yes, 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 but yes. They, they found this drug dealer guy who uh, Junior wanted to get rid of and uh, they toss him off the bridge.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mikey, Mikey Palmisi, Junior's right-hand man. He, uh, he continues to be a real slime ball, a real... Yeah. Antagonist, Like, Junior obviously is a complicated antagonist, but Mikey is uh, just a fucking annoying guy. Just a grinning murderer. Yes.
1: And yes. a bunch of people see him and he's like, hey, what, what did you just see then? And they're like, oh, man, the saddest thing. Guy jumped off a bridge on his own. <laughs> uh, so, and, he, and he's just so smarmy about this brutal murder that he's committed.
0: hmm um, he is yeah, acting. In, the way he's acting is the way like um the lawyer for the for the you know opposing person would act in a in a slimy nineteen nineties. You know, yeah. like he's a real creeper, creeperzoid. He's acting like a real estate agent uh, at
1: any given moment of their lives, <laughs> <laughs> from from baby to death. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, now we're back at the deli. Tony and the other capos are having a um,
0: having a little meeting. Oh, this is where they share their grievances. This is yes. this is where it gets underlined that Junior he's not just trying to rip off hash; he's being a bit of a cunt to everyone. Yeah, like understand
1: they understand that if you come in and you do, you know, then you're the new guy. You gotta make your mark. But he's shaken things up a bit too much.
0: Yes. He is he's uh a, he's become tight. He's no he's yeah. grasping, he's greedy, he's extracting more from these guys than seems like precedent, you know, would, would say is, is allowable. They're yeah. like, you know, we gotta be able to earn money as well. Like this is that's why the whole thing works. And so they're like, he he fucked up this guy's
1: poker game who mentioned someone's name and it should have been okay. Mm-hmm. He threw my drug dealer off a bridge. Um, all that sort of stuff, and they're like, look, when Jackie was boss, it was fine, it all leveled out. everyone was okay. it was okay. Um, th- but you've made a Frankenstein
0: here, mm. this guy that
1: won't let anybody else eat at the table. all this all
0: these metaphors, but they're saying he's being annoying. He's being annoying, he's being greedy and, and it's um, you know, they're yeah. as we see later, they're the next level below the boss. So they, right. if everyone if every manager is angry at the boss, then maybe something has to be done. But, like,
1: Tony kind of sticks up for Junior a bit. He's yeah. like, look, maybe some of those decisions were the right thing to do, and he's in here, he's making his thing, and we all wanted him to be here. I
0: didn't create a Frankenstein. We all decided that he was yes. the lightning pole. Exactly, and, and he's it- still, like, that is still his purpose. Like, yes, he's bossing people around, but yeah. he's still the guy who's distracting, you know, we assume the cops and everyone from the rest of us. Like, that's, he has to be the boss if we want someone to be, you know, a distraction. Yeah. But they're like, okay, sure, we made our bed, we're lying in it. We're men, and
1: that's what men do. They make beds and lie in them. Yep. But they're like, just talk to him. He's your uncle. Calm him down a little bit, please. Yes. So Tony kind of does that by going to Olivia's little apartment. Yeah. When he gets there, she's like, oh, Tony, I thought you were that bitch. (laughs) Oh, you you see her walking past? She's a bitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just this
1: fucking sour old lady.
0: The woman walks by This was, uh, I think, probably my favourite line. The woman is walking past and is like, Livia, are you playing bingo tonight? And she's like, oh, not tonight, Millie. She's a degenerate gambler. Yeah. (laughs) Just everyone is always doing the wrong thing. The person
1: next... Next door, she's like, water all day, she's <laughs> yeah. always running water. i like, dude, you'd hate a fountain. But <laughs> Tony's brought her some more of these biscuits, and she's like, Yeah, they better have almonds. Just every single fucking thing, she's just a yep. nightmare about. Yep, but Tony's there to to tell her, Hey, look, I, w- I know you talked to Junior, I w- want you to maybe let Junior know that if he's making some decisions that are ruffling feathers maybe he could tone it down a little
0: yeah yep like he doesn't I, say too much no he, he, he she's like what do you mean what are you talking to me i'm not part of that world yeah. i don't know what it's like just tell junior that you know the other captains are getting a bit annoyed and he's got to tone it down
1: I never talked to Junior.
0: I don't know Junior. Who's that? I wish the
1: Lord would take me. <laughs> Just keep saying she wants to die to get out of any conversation. Yes. Which is a great tactic, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Tony <laughs> tries to to have a conversation with his mother and she flat refuses, like always, basically. Yep. yep. Um meanwhile, uh Carmella is having a, a talk with uh, Father Phil. Right. And she's like, look, I feel bad because I think I pushed Tony away a little by asking him to go to this therapy stuff. I He's changed, and I think I changed him. Right. And it feels bad at the moment. And she's like, I ignored all the gumas because, hey, whatever, you know. I, that's, I was raising kids. Mm. That's her attitude with it. And the priest is like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, this is, this is nothing like Jesus. But, um, she's like, you know what it's like. You're a man. That thirst that they have. He's like, yeah, well, that solo makes a man can, a bigger can for a reason. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she mentions divorce and he's like, fuck off.
0: Yeah. That's, You're I not think doing that. he, that's where it sort of comes to a head for him. He's like, whoa, like you've, admitted that you perhaps looked the other way with regards to marital indiscretions previously, because it served a purpose for you. Like it wouldn't have been your preference necessarily, but Mm. that's what happened. So perhaps you have some guilt of your own. Like maybe you feel like your duties were palmed off to someone else at that point in terms of intimate duties and... Now things are starting to come back around. Tony's making some emotional progress. There's, you know, an intimacy with his doctor. This is all just some complicated shit that's coming to a head now.
1: And she's kind. Of, he's kind of like, why would he go back to you when you pushed him away from you for that thing? Like, you're culpable in this as well. It's an interesting position, but all right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That was the way it struck me <laughs> initially, yeah. too. It's like you're blaming her for... Um, raising the kids and not having enough time to provide intimacy to a guy who then seeks it extramaritally.
1: Right, but I also think that that's just a priest thing where they're always like, "Hey, guess who's a sinner? Every fucking one."
0: Sure, yeah. That's just the
1: line they always seem to travel down is, "You think someone else wronged you? Maybe you're a cunt. How about that?" but I
0: don't hate the approach of like, well, maybe make your first reaction to understand why someone wronged you, why someone hurt you and to forgive them for it and also turn inward, see if what you did. But then if someone did actually wrong you, they still, yeah. they should be doing the same thing to you. you. What you want from them is an admission of guilt and apology. And you know, the only way you can build a relationship going forward is to find that, you know, middle ground.
1: Yes. There are always two sides, but also if one of those sides is I ignored when he cheated on me, Maybe. Yeah, but that's definitely the I'm lesser of two evils Yeah uh, So then uh, Tony and uh, Melfi are having their next uh, meeting And they're both wearing black and white this time They're oh, wearing the same stuff
0: Oh,
1: okay Either either that's intentional or the, uh, the costume department has a low budget.
0: <laughs> yeah, they so bought a Rima like, black fabric, a Rima white fabric, we they're like, just get the scissors out.
1: Yeah, cut some to make it look like pearls, I guess. Um, so she's like, hey, you fucking did that with my car, right? And he's like, yeah. She's like, well, that was fucking weird and scary, you weirdo. You're scary. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Have you been following me? What's going on here? This is yeah. not good.
1: She challenges him, like, have you been following me? And his response is, I'm in love with you. Mm. And he says, I've been thinking about you. That means I'm in love with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, it's okay that I've been stalking you. I'm in love with you. There, I've explained the whole thing to you. Right. And she's like, all right, dumbass.
1: No, you're not. I provided you. I'm good at listening. And I did that because that's my job. That's what you're appreciating. And you're getting it from me when you don't get it from your wife, you think, or from your mother. Mm. And he's like, hey, stop <clears throat> making everything about my mother. You make me sound like I'm some mother's boy, but I'm not a mother's boy. I'm a big boy.
0: <laughs> he, Was it almonds in the biscuits, mummy?
1: <laughs> and then he's like, "Ah, yeah, Freud. What's this stuff about Freud and everyone wanting to fuck their mom? I don't want to fuck my mom. And she's like, I never said that you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're bringing that up. That's my point. Yeah. And uh, I think he storms out of the office again because he's like, "Well, you don't love me," <laughs> because of course she doesn't. You fucking idiot! Yeah. And
0: uh, he, he seemed says, so childish in this scene, right? Completely, exactly. absolutely juvenile, totally a, a a hurt boy, or initially, you know, an a, a, an infatuated boy, and then a hurt boy. And like, it's. I think he's still like. I'll, but, you know, I'll, you know, next week maybe I'll get this. Like, he's totally a little boy with a little infatuation and he doesn't yeah. understand it and he's sort of refusing to understand it as well.
1: And he hasn't grown because later on when they're watching the baseball game or whatever it is, Junior's like, hey, when you were a kid, you used to be good with ladies. What happened? And so, like, they point out, like, yeah, Tony is stunted in this particular part of his life. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay, if you don't want to see me anymore, and she's like, nah, I... That exactly the opposite. We need to keep going. This is all happening because we're making progress. We need to push through it. Let's let's keep going. Mm. Um, So then, yeah, there's some baseball game. I guess probably Anthony
0: Junior is playing. We don't see. Oh yeah, we don't see the kids in this episode at all.
1: No, but uh, you know, there's some kids playing baseball, and Tony and Junior are watching, having a little chat about their illegal stuff with some people sitting behind them. And uh, yeah, Junior's like, oh, when you were a kid, blah, 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 all that stuff. Yep. And then Tony tries telling him about these Roman emperors. Junior doesn't give a shit. Tony loves the Romans. Yeah. Uh, And he's like, he's trying to make examples for Junior of calm down. He tells him back this story that Junior apparently told him years ago (laughs) that's like, this weird joke. It's not relevant, right? I don't see how it's relevant. I, I get it. means take your time because the joke is, if you're listening to this, I guess, and haven't watched the episode, uh, there's two farmers <laughs> <laughs> standing above a field of cows. And one of the farmers <laughs> says, hey, why don't we run, there, run down there and fuck a cow? <laughs> and the other farmer says, why don't we walk down there and fuck
0: all the cows?
1: <laughs> yes. And so it's saying, take your time.
0: You <laughs> know, bu- you'll have more energy farmers. if you don't ru- huh? It's bulls, not farmers. It's talking bulls. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes. I thought it was farmers. I thought it was some <laughs> weird, like...
1: Okay, I that's mean, why it, I thought it was so
0: weird. It makes sense that you thought them talking to each other maybe meant that they were humans. No, I think it was bulls, right? It was a father <laughs> right. bull and a son bull, and they were like... Oh. I thought it was originally some like racist joke about whichever
1: country that (laughs) I guess Italians think fuck cows. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes
0: a lot more sense that a bull would want to fuck a cow. Although, yes, it's true. We do make those New Zealand jokes all the time. I can see how you easily. That's where my brain was. Um, But yeah, it is more. It's like be methodical, and you'll get more rewards than if you just rush into things. Exactly. But yeah, I totally think Tony's um, Augustus parallel was much more relevant it was just it was literally like hey um this guy he shared his wealth with all his friends and supporters and he was the emperor for the longest time and there was peace that entire time so like share your wealth with your friends but junior doesn't want to listen when it's tony talking Mm. but then
1: when tony says hey junior you told me this Yes. Well, suddenly is all ears. Yes. Yeah. Even Very though Tony misremembered it as being farmer's fucking account, <laughs> which completely changes the story. I know that. <laughs> you'd have
0: to be a fucking idiot to remember it like that.
1: Nah. It could happen to anybody. You've only got to miss one word in the story and then it uh, then it changes. You miss one word in most stories, then it's fine.
0: Mm, it's true. It's true. <laughs>
1: But uh, anyway, <laughs> Tony's gone to Hesh's horse farm because they're mm. going to fuck horses because that's what uh, I assume <laughs> everyone does in the Sopranos world. Yeah, they they, all...
0: <laughs> these guys have been really patient and now they get to fuck five horses. Exactly. Mm. But they're having a chat about whether or not this worked.
1: They're kind of bitching about Junior and Tony's like, look, your horses are great. I sorted it out. He's he's distributing all the money to uh, to, you know, uh, the the capos yep and hash kind of looks at him for a bit and Tony's <laughs> like yeah I'm I'm giving your money my part of your money back yes it's fine
0: yeah because Tony takes his own advice he shares his wealth with his friends exactly uh, he wasn't forthcoming with it <laughs> no. but he did give it <laughs> to no. him and I think that's you know that's another example of Tony playing the game all the time. You know, like, he's he's he might not be the boss, but he's still going to do what he can to make sure that everyone supports him and knows that he supports them. Yes. He
1: is very, very aware of what's going on. He's not doing things blindly or selfishly (laughs) or stupidly. He is always, exactly as you say, playing the game. Um, Uh, Except when he's at home and he can relax a little bit, which is what happens next. Him and Carmella hanging out by the pool. mm -hmm. And they're kind of like you know she makes an effort and he makes an effort to kind of open back up with each other totally yeah she she says something about how there's some she wants him to stick with the therapy like hey yes. she gets that she was being jealous because she was jealous right but that's okay now and uh you know we could we can move on from that something about uh she mentions life at some point She wants to be a certain person in his life. She wants to be the helpful person in his life. Yes,
0: yes. She recognises that she was jealous of Melfi being, yeah, the person who provided support and allowed for vulnerability, and she wants to be that person in Tony's life.
1: Yeah, and then
0: Tony replies, Honey, you are my wife. Which I don't believe. No, it's a line. It's totally a line, and it's a good line, but it's not something that he believes. Before we move away too far from the horse scene, it ends... With Tony being like, Oh man, these horses, they're so beautiful. Don't you wish you could be a horse? <laughs> and then she's like, No. <laughs> yeah. It smells like shit. What are you talking about? <laughs> and Tony, I think it's it's very reflective of where he is in his, you know, mental health journey. Mm. Tony at this point is self aware enough to recognise all of these problems in a legitimate way, not in a surface level way. And to be like yeah, I wish I was a horse. I wouldn't have all this fucking shit to deal with. I'd just run around and, you know, eat hay and live free. Same as the ducks, right? Like, he just, he wants to get the fuck out of there. Wild yeah. horses, wild ducks.
1: Yep. You couldn't imagine things that are more wild. <laughs> other than a party with a bunch of mobsters.
0: That sounds like it would be pretty fucking wild.
1: That's what we end with here. A whole bunch of the the top brass, it looks like, are giving Junior like a welcoming dinner sort yep. of thing. Tony makes a little toast. One of those capos says some joke about Tony and he's like, oh, I'm joking, I'm joking. (laughs) Like a little roast. And they're all getting their wine. They're all sitting around welcoming Junior to being the boss. And you'd think that'd be one of the safest environments where you could talk openly about your criminal dealings.
0: Absolutely. Everyone there is a mobster. I actually don't remember where it is taking place. Yeah, it's in some, some function like
1: room. hotel function room looking yeah. thing. Yeah. And then they and zoom in on... There's uh, some waiters, yeah.
0: There's a bunch of waiters. That's the only other people in the room. And then I, <laughs> they zoom in on the name tag of John. And I'm like, I'm thinking, why's the name John important?
1: Yeah, <laughs> same. <laughs> I, I Like, I was trying to, like, is that because it's
0: Tony's dad's name? Right. I think his dad's yeah. name was Johnny. Is there a John from, like, a different... Crime family that we haven't or That we're supposed to know or It turns
1: out that John is the camera's name Yes Because there's yeah. a little camera underneath the tag And I he, guess the FBI
0: Yeah he turns out to belong To the crime family known as the FBI <laughs> Yeah
1: The Fabillies <laughs> the, the, They uh, Are it, uh, taking photos of all the people At this dinner yep. so they can fix up Their little board Their little uh, corkboard thing Yep. And they move Junior up to be in the boss and they place him directly above Tony Soprano yes. in the last shot of the episode.
0: Yeah. Which, um, good episode and a lot of complicated stuff going on there with the sort of um, fluctuating emotions and, um, yeah, t- Tony's progress and um, I think especially that sort of concluding scene with Carmella of, like, she thinks that she's buying in 100% and... Um, we just get the read on Tony that he's still holding her at arm's length to an extent. Yeah, um,
1: I think that she kind of, in the way that she reacts to him saying that you are my life thing, it looks as though she doesn't really believe it either, but also makes the decision to go along with it.
0: Yeah, okay, okay. That's how it looked to me. With right, her that's performance. fair. Um, and that's, I th- was, yeah, what was I saying? All that stuff is great. But also, the stuff with like the, the plot, right? Like the mafia plot sort of yeah. ends up the same place it ended up the other week, you know, where everyone was at the, f- the funeral and there were people taking photos there. And it's like, yeah, Junior's the boss, which I know, you know, we have to sort of have this escalation to with the police. But um, narratively, I don't feel like we took a huge leap in that
1: plot. No, the thing we've seen is the thing that you expected Junior to do, which was to be a little bit of a fly in the ointment for some people. Yeah, yeah, and, and you to, see a bit of that, and I guess you see Tony being the actual move maker underneath.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think externally, like um, we could have assumed the FBI already put Junior at the top of their cork board, right? But right. I guess. I guess it's. I guess it's a good way to end the episode, and uh, it's good to see it.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I like I like their little office and their little corkboard. And I'm mm. looking forward to seeing the cops fuck with the Sopranos.
0: Yes, me too. Me too. I think that we're I think someone said in an email to us like um they just watched season 1 or they're about to finish season 1 and they're like I don't understand how uh, there's six seasons of this show. Like it's all coming to a head now. And it, right. I definitely think it, it you know like so many of the relationships have gone through so much progress. Even to episode six, the cops are getting involved, Junior's Mm. getting too big for his boots, Tony's making moves. Like We've still got a bunch of episodes left in this season, and it already feels like things are really kind of rising to a head. Yeah, what is it, 13? I think so, yeah. In
1: this season, so we're about
0: halfway through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I like the
1: direction it's going still. And uh, I want to see... More of this show, thankfully.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, and uh, hopefully, everyone else listening to this wants to hear more of the podcast. Because the podcast. I'm sure they do. We'll find be out if they're week. back next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you want to email in, please do. Uh, it's gabagoolboys at gmail.com. Uh, thank you to everyone who has. Very, very nice to hear um, such nice things from people. Um, Instagram is gabagoolpod.com. And yeah, this is on Spotify and Apple and uh, Pocket Casts and all of those things. Uh, Google Podcasts. Give it a share around. Give it a rate and review if you want to. Uh, but apart from that, we'll see you next week. See you
1: later. I just waved. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>